everybody, it's episode 390 hey. of PodQuest. Hey! It's also Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Yes, it is. I'm Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. Walnut. Hi. Man, I cannot believe it's February. I... I don't know, January felt real fucking long. I <laughs> See, I think January felt fast as shit. I, I, Do I can't more believe... stuff and it'll feel longer. I, I can't I believe that to. it's, uh, I can't believe that it's already, I already have eight hours overtime this time. I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, I mean, true. True. Totally true. You should work a little less, though, if you have that much overtime. Fucking, the Monday was the last day of the month. This needs to be done today. It needs to get done today. Well, you probably should have recognized that, like, five hours ago. And not at five o'clock. And then leave three people to get it done. Something that is gonna take all night, even with three people. Um, and then, and then, same thing yesterday. Uh, well, no, yesterday they just sent me a boatload of shit that just took all day. And then today, at quarter of five, literally had 15 minutes left of our book club movie. Uh, I'm getting a message from my boss. Hey, I need to talk to you. And she's calling me. So I had to pause the movie, help them out, get that all started, and then finish it up. Which was a pain. I was able to go, I set myself up so that once lunch hit, after lunch, I was able to watch the movie during lunch, and after lunch, not do any work, just run my scripts and watch the movie, and then they call me, call me with 15 minutes left in the damn movie. Yeah, that does suck. Man, you just need a better job. That is true. That is true. I just need to get out of this place. If you, uh, or if like you, a sugar daddy. If, if everyone <laughs> wants to just follow me, twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts, um, that, that, that would be a real big help in getting me to not have to work. Good luck with that. I mean, if we we get we get enough downloads, mate. If the two hundred people that download or whatever it is that you say a week download the show, or thousands of people a month, whatever that download the show, just subscribe or follow my Twitch, and then come watch me three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and sometimes Fridays from seven to ten o'clock Eastern Time. You know, it 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 could get to a point. Could get to a point. You never know. I mean, it it certainly could. A hundred percent could, and it seems like you get the most, um, like, good video stuff when you were playing, like, Mega Man and, uh, and Pokemon. Yeah, Mega Man and Pokemon are really super helping me out right now. Uh, Mega Man for sure, uh, but it's also, I recently entered into a streaming community of, of small streamers trying to help each other out, boost each other's numbers, get everyone to, like, get the views and things like that, and so they've been really helping me progress a little bit more. Um, cause it's like my cousin who started streaming in September reached affiliate status before I did. And I started streaming back in like May and it's because he had this, this, this community and ever or is he just better? No, it's I've, I've had, I still at this point have more followers than he it's, he's just, he had people that consistently watched him because he had this community that like in order to stay within you have to watch other streamers you have to let people know when you're watching streamers stuff like that you have to be interactive with the community itself otherwise they're going you're not going to it's not just a hey watch my my shit community it's a be a part of a community sounds like a lot of work good for you for wanting to deal with that it's it's not because like right let's see if i check the discord right now uh there's no one streaming so i don't have to worry about it and if somebody were streaming I would open it up and put it on mute, let them know I'm there and that I'm lurking, and be done with it. Because that's really all they need of the views. They don't, like, the interact, the, the conversations aren't really that major, but the views are really what's super healthy. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to game the system. Exactly, in a way. Which, I've been working on gaming the system by playing games like retro games and games that not a lot of people play, and that wasn't really helping me. So, at this point, 
find people that will actually yeah. come watch my streams. Yeah, because it, it's, it's that unfortunate thing where you're only going to find, like, people are only going to find you if you're playing a game that they want to watch. But if you're not playing a game that they want to watch, they're never going to find you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Twitch ever promotes smaller streams. Like, you go to the front page or you do, like, any sort of, like, wild card stuff. And, like, the recommendations are always channels that have hundreds of concurrent views. Yeah, that's the problem with Twitch is that there's no algorithm to tell you, like, what... I mean, it'll tell you, like, some of the streamers that that you follow, here's who they follow, and shit like that. But um, there's no real algorithm of, you watch Seven Days to Die games, here's a streamer who plays Seven Days to Die. It'll show you, here's a streamer who's playing Seven Days to Die right now, but it's their top streamer at the moment and not a random streamer like uh, someone who's getting one or two views because Twitch, although they'll get ad revenue when I reach affiliate status, they don't care about someone who's not affiliate status or either who's not like partner status because they're not getting a lot of views. Even though if you click on my once I reach affiliate status, they're going to get ad revenue for running ads before and during my stream. But I mean, that's not how revenue works, though. It has to be people actually watching your stream. Well, yeah. And if I have five people watching my stream, they're going to get ad revenue for it, but they're still not going to care about me because I'm only getting five people watching my stream rather than a thousand people watching someone's stream. They're not going to promote the people who are affiliate status and small streamers trying to get big. They promote the person who has the most viewers at the moment. And that's it. And that's how fucked up Twitch is. Yeah, man, Twitch Twitch only cares about Ninja. Yeah, exactly. Who fucking sucks at video games, by the way. He's horrible. I've never watched. But, I mean, like, isn't this a little bit of, like, the pot calling the kettle black right here? He's also a shitty person. Ninja is... See, that I don't know. Ninja's not a good person. But because he... I don't... I don't... Because he plays Tower Building Simulator, uh, people love him. Yeah, man, have you thought about jumping into Fortnite? Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> Look, man, if you want views, you gotta go where the kids go. No, I mean, no, no. I will, I will play, um, anything before I play. What is a game that I've been holding off with you guys that I won't play? Rocket League. I, I will play Rocket League before I play Fortnite. But honestly, I haven't been holding off on playing Rocket League. I just never downloaded it. Like, I'm not against playing Rocket League. I just have never downloaded it and played it. How about, um, Minecraft? I would play Minecraft before. And again, Minecraft I used to think was dumb until I got into a lot of the 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 survival builder games. And now it's more of I'm afraid of how deep I'll go into Minecraft if I. Oh yeah, no, you'll be it's, you'll be lost. Yeah, it's I less think, it's less of I don't like Minecraft and more of I want my life. Yeah, I think like Erica has like 300 hours into Minecraft on the Switch now, and she uh-huh. got it for Christmas last year. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Did you guys see the interesting news that happened on Monday, though? Um, there's a lot, there's there's been some interesting news. I think I did. If, if I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So Sony is purchasing Bungie, mm-hmm. which just seems fucking wild. Yeah. Like Bun- Bungie does not like having people over them. Every time that they get into some sort of agreement with a company, either publishing for them or owning them or whatnot, they struggle for years. And then have celebrations when they finally get cut loose. Like, I don't understand why they keep agreeing to this shit. Like, it's not what they want. I mean, I haven't read too much into it, but based on, like, the initial uh, uh, releases that came out of this and what people have been saying, like, it seems more of just uh, 
Sony now funds them, but they can still do whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, within reason. So the wording for it was essentially they are still an independent entity underneath of Sony's umbrella, and they are at liberty to self-publish if they want to, and they will still be multi-platform for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But some of that also has to do with the fact that like Bungie accepted money from somebody who I'm drawing a blank on right now. I don't think it was Tencent. May have been Tencent. It's usually Tencent. Uh, to make like a mobile app or something like that. So that'll definitely, like, they already accepted the money for that. Like, that has to get done. Kind of like when Microsoft purchased Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Obsidian still had to release The Outer Worlds, I think it was at the time. Yeah. On all platforms. Yeah. Uh, so like, who knows where this is actually going to go? But it's just, like, Activision didn't own Bungie. They just had a publishing right for all of Bungie's stuff, and Bungie hated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bungie worked for with uh Microsoft and apparently fucking hated it. Like, what? I don't understand why they keep tying themselves to larger corporations. Like, if y'all can't address your money correctly with a game that you already have that has like microtransactions and is still popular enough, then like you're you're not good at business and you should just stop. Like, <laughs> hire somebody good at business and get your shit together. I don't know, it's just, it's, it, it's all, de- like, it all depends on, like, the relationship that Sony's trying to build with Bungie. So, Bungie and Sony have had a good relationship since Destiny launched. And, and they've been building upon that. So maybe with this whole, like, you're, you're staying independent, we're not get, taking control, we're just giving you the money to do whatever you want to do. Like, it, it, to me, it's, it's saying one of two things. Either one, uh, uh, but this is actually part of both of them. But one, Sony is realizing that, especially right now, they're losing money on exclusivity. So just start buying companies to let them keep doing what they're doing because they're still going to make money on those sales, whether it sells on a Sony platform or on an Xbox platform, a Microsoft platform. Or two, Sony's realizing that, uh, you know, console markets in general just aren't really that lucrative anymore. And maybe games on demand are. And therefore, because we've heard the rumors that they are working on their own uh, G.O.D. program, maybe they're going in the line with Microsoft as well of just, why don't we just make these, like, systems that can run the games and not need discs and all this shit, and all they need to be able to do is run it. Like, like the, like the, uh, what we were, the, uh, what's it called? The, the conspiracy that me and Drew are subscribing to with Microsoft, where they just, they don't want to do consoles anymore, because consoles are not worth it anymore. And they just want to release and publish games. So, but but here's the reason that thing works for Microsoft and not Sony is Microsoft has the whole built-in platform of Windows that Sony does not have. Yeah, Sony is when it comes down to it a hardware manufacturer. Yeah. Like the the video game market is their most profitable market, and while they they have the most concentrated group of like well um, regarded developers like they they make hardware they make cell phones they make um tvs computers like they're they're a hardware manufacturer so for them making the consoles probably actually easier in the long run because they already have the channels for the chipsets and the boards and the plastic and all that stuff whereas like microsoft doesn't microsoft doesn't make anything else like all their other shit is software Mm mm-hmm 
And like Drew said, like, yeah, they, they have the, the Windows base at this point. They also have the cloud. Like, they, they have their Azure environment, which, while not used as robustly as, like, AWS is, it's still a perfectly ser- serviceable cloud that they can put all of their own shit in and not have any, like, additional overhead, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to... Because, um, like, I'm trying... Like, they've released a bunch of their first-party titles on PC recently. God of yeah, War... Right. Horizon, like, I think they're starting to lean on the, maybe the games that we're making can be played on other things, like, and, and, and right now, especially right now, since no one can get a PS5 still, even though, like you guys said, they have all the connections to get these and whatnot and blah, 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 they, you still can't find a PS5. Oh, yeah, no, I it's, mean, it's, it's, so, connections or not, the, the, the hardware to make stuff doesn't exist right now. Yeah, so it's, it makes more sense that, like, Sifu, a PlayStation exclusive game, also released on uh, Epic Game Store. Uh, it's PS4, PS5, and PC on Epic only, um, which is actually pretty common. Like, it, like, like me- Sony having console exclusivity is is pretty common. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if Slow Clap is owned by Sony or not. I don't think they are. Fair. No, but but it's just maybe they're starting to realize, especially right now, that, that like they can't make exclusive games because no one has their new console. Well, that's why they keep releasing everything on PS4. And who's, are, are they good ports? Like, that's the question. I mean, in, in most cases, they're not ports. They're being developed for PS4. Yeah. But, um, right, but like, right now, they can't really develop games for their new system because no one has their new system. So keep going forward and buying the Bungies and the companies that make games for multi-platforms so they can keep bringing in the money for the sales of both PC games and and Microsoft games and their PlayStation games on their PS4 and you know maybe just be like you know it'll just be easier if we develop an app on the PC just like Game Pass like it, it's it, it they could do it and i'm starting to think that they're they might be leaning in that direction once once they get their GOD system out to see how good it works maybe like well, hold on. Two things. One, they already have a games on demand. That They've is PlayStation been... Now. You're conflating games on demand and a pay service to download games whenever you want. Those are two separate things. Like game, uh, like they have their streaming. Your game is whatever. You can run it on whatever. It doesn't need to be run on the thing built to run it. Versus what Game Pass is, where it's like you need the thing to be able to run it. It's not a cloud-based solution or whatever. Like, and if, I mean, you're, like if you're, you're PC you're talking or kind whatever of semantics doesn't, there, Drew. Uh, yes, but like it is a separate thing, and that they already have the other thing too. But I'm pr- like, I'm pretty sure, Rich, you you were talking I'm, about like a Game Pass. Yeah, I'm using right. I'm using games on demand and a games on demand system as a generic of yes, they have PlayStation now, but it's old shit. It's not current shit. Whereas Games Pass has Muck or Gunk that came out uh, a month ago. Has Halo Infinite that came out two months ago. Like they're they are developing and they they or at least it's been rumored that they are working on something like that yes. of that nature. And that to me is more of a games on demand thing than PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now is a games on demand, but in a sense of I can go back and play the older shit that like. That, that I might want to play. Whereas, if they turn PlayStation Now into PlayStation Games Pass, 
obviously it's not going to be called that, but just using the title for an example, like, more people might be more interested in it, especially me, because then I don't have to be paying 60 bucks every time I want a new game. I have no problem paying $20 a month to play new games for Xbox and PlayStation than paying $60... Uh, I just bought uh, Pokemon. Like, if I could have gotten that for $10 a month instead of paying $60 up front... I'd be much, I'd much rather do that. Because if, yeah, Pokemon, I think, if, if I don't get a new game from a Nintendo system, uh, and six months later I'm still playing Pokemon, you know, it was worth my fucking time. Yeah. I don't, I have a feeling that whatever Sony does do with like a, like a games on demand game subscription platform is not going to be like a one for one to Microsoft. Because Sony treats the market very differently. Like, Microsoft is very much, Microsoft wants to be a game as a service provider. They, they, they 100% don't want to be a platform holder in the long run. Yeah. Like, they, they want Game Pass to just be a service on any platform that supports video games. Sony wants to be a platform holder because the, the platform is where they make their money and they don't necessarily want their brand new games to be available anywhere else so that it both drives up hardware cost, which in- increases the in- the potential install base for their games. Um, that's why they're not... They have yet to release a PC port of a game that is less than three years old, I believe. Right? Does, does that sound right to you guys? I think, it, yeah, like two or three, something like that. I, th- I think God... So I know God of War just came out on PC, and I think that was the most recent game. Because, like... um. Uncharted is Uncharted Four is coming soon. That was 2016. Horizon was 2017. I forget when um, Days Gone came out, but that game kind of got pushed under the rug anyway. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't see Sony pushing into this the same market. I think they're going to keep doing what they're doing because they are a very Japanese company when it comes to things, and Japanese companies tend to not like to change. They like to just keep doing what they're doing and. They want to keep making hardware. They they want to keep having that sort of pedigree they have for their first party studios. And I do think that they will they will make more purchases like Bungie, where they're they're buying like a single developer, not necessarily somebody with a ton of IP. Like I I don't know that Sony is going to pull like a Microsoft and buy like a Square Enix or a Capcom or anything like that. Um, but I could see them buying some other studios in the Bungie realm, maybe IO. At this point, if IO wants to be purchased and do something similar with them, where it's just like, yeah, just keep making Hitman games. We're just going to keep releasing them everywhere. Like, fuck it. Just go sit in the corner by yourselves. Like, don't bother us. We won't bother you. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft's just like, no, Activision, come over here. We're going to just fire fucking everybody. I hope. And just make Call of Duty a Game Pass exclusive. F- fuck PlayStation. Yeah. If they want Call of Duty, they can let us put Game Pass on their platform like we've been asking them to do for the last three years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know that's been a conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Rick. No, I was just gonna make a joke about Game Pass. So j- go ahead. Oh, well, I definitely could see Sony putting their first-party games day and date launch on a PlayStation Game Pass type thing on PlayStation, not on PCs though. But well, it'll be streaming only. You won't be able to download it. No, nah, I mean I, the, <laughs> the, you can already download the things on PlayStation now. Oh, I, I keep forgetting they let you actually download. Uh, yeah, it was like two years ago. <laughs> I've literally never looked at PlayStation now because, oh, like Richie said, yeah, it's it's no, mostly it's... old titles. It's mm. it's few and far between games that I give a single fuck about. Yeah. And when it launched, it was streaming only, and mm-hmm. fuck that. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But 
yeah, like, I don't see them launching their games on PC any sooner than they currently do. Yeah, I think we're just going to be stuck in this weird limbo where they just keep forcing games onto last-gen hardware to keep their new games on the PlayStation platform at, to launch. Because mm-hmm. that's what they care about. Like, they care about, like, that brand recognition being the hardware, not being the brand. And Microsoft seems like it's in the opposite boat where it's, they want, they want to be a brand. They want to just be, you, you think video games, you think Game Pass. The same way when you think you need a tissue, you ask if anyone has any Kleenex. If you need, if you're going to search something online, you're going to Google. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. If, that, like, they, they fucked up with Bing. They're, they're never going to, no one's ever going to, Nobody is ever going to say unironically, I'm going to go bing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, I am interested to see what the fuck happens with Bungie, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, so it's 2022. So assuming that this purchase is done by, like, summer. So I don't think it's a- official yet. No, it's, it's going to, um, it's, it's probably as official as the Microsoft Activision purchase is. Like, it's going to take yeah. some time. Yeah, I believe that this is, because it's a smaller purchase, um, I don't think there's as much like oversight that they have to go through. But still, like let's say like six months, it's it's done. I'm giving it like two and a half to three years post it being finalized. That Bungie is like trying to get the fuck out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's just that is their mo at this point. I think that's how that is how they um they garner goodwill is by running away from their corporate overlords. But I don't know. Uh, we skipped around a little bit, Rich. Uh, what is on the agenda? Oh, on the agenda today is, uh, give me one second, because I minimized my screen for a second. Uh, on the agenda, we, uh, we already talked about, uh, Sunny, Sunny and Bungie. Uh, we're gonna talk some about Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus. I hear it all different everywhere. Just wanted to cover bases for both. We're gonna um, talk about that in a minute, too. We, uh, we watched, uh, Silent Hill from 2006. And then, uh, at least me and Cobb watched The Legend of Vox Machina. I don't know if Druton did, but at least me and Cobb did. I would bet money Drew did not. Nope. Didn't think so. You might like it. You might not. Yeah. No, uh, I definitely could see myself liking it. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, it, like, if you're interested in it, just wait till it wraps up. Like, just sit down and, like, it, they're 30-minute episodes. Just kind of binge through them. If yeah, I think it's, yeah. like... 12 episodes at most. Yeah, I think that's what it was with the Kickstarter. But they all, they already have signed for a season two. Yeah, uh, which I is be- cool. I believe Amazon signed them for like at least three seasons. So they signed them for a second season before the first season was even done production. Well, yeah, yeah. They, when they signed for Amazon, they signed for two seasons. Oh, that, see, I didn't realize that. I, I just I, knew that they were signed long before it aired. I think that's how it was. I think. I can't 100% remember, but I think that's how it was. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll talk about that. Let's, uh, let's get, Let's talk about some Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus, whatever you want to say. Yeah, so I I I listen to a lot of podcasts, I read a lot of stuff. Um apparently in Japan, the the I don't know whether it's kanji or katakana, like like the way that it's written, it is Arceus. Okay. Like it is a soft C sound. Okay. But in America it is apparently Arceus or Arceus. Um in one of the games, I'm not sure which one, they released something in the game that was related to Arceus, Arceus, that was called the Arc System, A-R-K. Okay. I- I'm still going to call it Arceus. I don't care. Yeah. I think Arceus sounds better. Yeah, but yeah, apparently, in Japan, it's Arceus. 
in America, we're a bunch of fucking savages and we call them Arceus. Yeah. Um, but we, we, me and you played a cop. Uh, I have a quick little minor gripe with it. Um, fucking of course you do. This is just very <laughs> minor. It's not like a big deal, but this is just like something that like kind of frustrates me that it's not just this game, but other games have done it as well. G- give me a title card when I first open the game. I don't want to load my game up and go right into the game. Like, I want to load my, I want to install, load the game, and like, maybe I might not be able to play it at the moment, that I actually turn it on and install it and everything. Um, and I'm tired of games, like, uh, uh, cause, cause, um, Forza Horizon 5 did this as well, like, the first time you go into it, and it runs all its tests and loads everything up, you're thrown right into the game. You don't get a title card, you don't get to start the game, it's just, you're, you go right in. And it's the same with Legends Arceus, it's, you load it up, and it starts talking to you and asking you if you're a boy or a girl, and you don't get a chance to save until you have to do all of this stuff and follow all this conversation. And if you exit out of that and close the like close everything that's going on, like you you have to rewatch it all. Okay, boomer. No, it's just I like and look, this is just uh, for me. I wanted the title card for stream uh, promotion. And I wanted to have the title card set up on my monitor with the Funko Pop that I was using in the, like on the background of the Funko Pop I was using and everything. I wanted that title card. I could not set that, that up without having to play the game to a certain point, which I was still working. Like I, I, I couldn't just like set it up, take the picture and go and while doing work. Like I, and then if I wanted to restart it anyway to have my viewers maybe watch the intro stuff, I would have had to restart the game. And it's just like, Give me a title card and let me hit play to go play the game. I'd have to say I am I am a hundred percent on the opposite side of this. I don't like t- like I don't care for the title cards. Like they're kind of they're neither here nor there. But I am totally fine with the game just fucking starting. It's one less thing I have to do to get into it. I mean, it's sometimes like I'm one of those people that when I get a new game, especially a new game I'm excited for. I want to let everything play out, and I want to see, like, the little demo promo material that they have loading, leading up to the actual title card and everything. Like, games do that. They they have the little, like, uh, like cinematic that you get to watch, and sometimes it's story-based, and sometimes it's just little clips from the game here and there and whatnot. And, like, a new game, I, I get excited, I watch that, it brings a little bit more excitement to me, and then it's like, go ahead and go... What do you want to do? And maybe I want to mess with my settings first. Maybe I want to, maybe I want to like make set up to, for, for have super sensitive, uh, camera controls or this or that. Maybe I want to check those things. Maybe I want to turn on fucking subtitles, which doesn't matter in RCS because there's no voice, voice options, but there are games that I need to go through the first fucking 10 minutes of the game before I can even say, Hey, I want to turn on subtitles because sometimes I can't hear shit. I mean, I'll give you on the, like, wanting to be able to change settings before getting into it. I cannot fucking think the last time I sat and let something play before hitting start on a game to go play. Yeah, I'm I'm usually buffering start just to get it to start as soon as it loads up. Anytime I get a new game, especially a new game that I'm excited for, it, like, I, I, like, after the first time I watch it, I don't watch it again. But, like, I, I would I would always do it with like the Call of Duties and stuff. Every Call of Duty, I'd load it up, I'd sit there and I'd watch all the little flash screens that they're showing and and all the stuff and be like, oh my god, I can't wait. And then I'd play the game and like it's just it's one of those things that like 
I, like I lose, and I'm not saying we need that, but like I, I and I'm not, I don't lose too much about it. But it's just like I like that. I like that, and there's no screen like that in in Arceus. Like I've I've loaded up to the to the title screen uh, and, and uh, since then, and it's fine. But it's I don't I I like. I like going to the title screen first. It does not bother me to have to hit an extra button, to have to hit start. I'm used to hitting start. I've been hitting start for 33 years. I don't need, I'd, I'd like, what drives me nuts is I loaded this game up on my Switch while I was working just to have it set up and it's trying to make me play right away. And then I can't, like, and the- Have you considered your playing games wrong? I was I mean, going to say, have you considered that is a very niche complaint? And it, no, it, it is, and it like that's what I said. It's like a very small, minor gripe, and like I haven't. Besides Forza Horizon, I don't really know if there's any other games that bypass the the title screen. But it's just for me, I like I like a title screen. I like going into a title screen, especially to a check my settings and everything, and 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 then b just to have that little little bit of a like I don't know, it just. It, I don't know. It's like I said. It's a very minor little gripe that it just it drove me a little nuts. Yes, it might be niche, but it is. I just I like title screens. You're one. You're one of the only people in the world. That's why they've gotten rid of them. You're a dying breed. No, like I, just go ahead, Drew. I was gonna say. I mean, like I'm indifferent. I don't care if there's a title screen or if it throws me directly into the game. Like that's whatever. That's that's the game's choice, and however they want to do it, I don't. I don't care. Like, Hades has a title screen. I don't care. Like, whatever. It's fine. It's a title screen. I no, I mean, that, that definitely that that definitely knocks Hades down at least three or four notches. It, it went from, like, a solid, like, eight <laughs> yeah. to, like a, like, a four. Fuck that title screen. Ruined the whole game. Oh, but it's got such good music. It does. You know what? It's back up to eight. Um, sorry, Rich. I, I'm, I'm only fucking with you. Like, no, I, I, I'm pretty indifferent to them as well. No, it's, like I said, like, like I had right away admitted, like I know it's a very minor thing. It's not, and like I said, it's not a super big deal. But like I, I ran into the problem with Forza Horizon Five, where I loaded it up and had everything installed and everything, and it went immediately into the game. And like that intro sequence was so fun, I wanted to show it on stream, but I could not figure out because I was playing on PC. I, I, I would have had, I, I couldn't figure out how to delete my save to rewatch that. There's no, you know, Forza like, was really bad about that. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like I looked at, I like I looked around too, and there was not an easy, like like it was not an obvious thing to do to yeah. like erase your your progress and start fresh. Yeah, and that's like I wanted to show my viewers that intro. Like I, it just it was a really cool intro, that, and like with with um uh uh Arceus, it was just the picture I had to take for Instagram just had my. Uh, switch with the pop and the, 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 the plushie behind it, and that's really all. And, like, it was, the game wasn't loaded. It was just on the box. And I was just like, all right, I guess this works. It is what it is. Like, but it's still, If you like, would have bought the physical copy, you could have had the physical games box. Fuck, fuck physical copies, man. Fuck I only that. do it for Nintendo because they don't like the internet. Yeah, I mean, th- you're going to lose your games on every system eventually, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but Nintendo has been, like, kind of aggressive in the past about shutting down their their markets i mean sure i i have not had to uninstall a single game on my switch and i have bought a lot of games physical or digital so i mean i surpri- i actually have like my my memory card filled up a, a while ago and i had to kind of remove some older stuff uh well actually 
that might be, I might have actually had to delete some stuff, but like the stuff that I deleted were like demos and shit mostly. Like I believe I still have, um, uh, Hyrule Warriors on there. I believe I still, uh, and I, I own physically, um, uh, Breath of the Wild. So yeah, yeah, I, I actually, I didn't have to delete a lot and I buy, pl- I do buy plenty of stuff on the Switch, um, digitally, but like big first party stuff, I just, that I, really want i buy physically just to make sure that if in 10 years they decide that the switch store doesn't have access to that stuff anymore that i can easily pop it into a switch Mm -hmm. um because like right now like nintendo has a lot of games that you just can't purchase in any way shape or form especially like uh like there's no way to get mario galaxy 2 uh i had a physical copy of that forever ago and i i believe i let somebody borrow it and i never got it back yeah so like you would have to track down a physical copy of that game. Well, that because... game was that game was never sold digitally. Oh, I know, but you so know, we live that, in a world that, now where on. like that game could easily easy... That was just the first one that came to mind. Like, there's no reason that game couldn't have been either included in the the all the 3D All Stars or be a an HD remake. And true, but you can't complain about not being able to purchase a game that was never available digitally. I can complain about anything I want. You're not the boss of me. But I'm just like, oh, based on your current art, what you're currently arguing, your argument's kind of invalid because it was never available to you. Yeah, it was, that was just the first game that came to mind that was a Nintendo game. But like, pretty much anything on the Wii U is kind of hard to get at this point. Uh, I'm probably, like, uh, I'd have to look up, like, Wind Waker HD if that is not available or not. If that's available or not on Switch. I don't really know. I, I, I don't know. Wind Waker, Wind Waker and, um, what was the other, uh, Twilight Princess. Neither of them are available on Switch. Mm-hmm. People are actually waiting for them to be available on Switch. Yeah. Uh, Mario Galaxy Two definitely sold digitally. Did it? Yep. You can really? buy it I... right now on GameStop's website for twenty bucks. Really? Yeah, a hundred percent. Huh? But the this eShop got shut down. Talk with GameStop. How that fi- you figure that out? Huh? I I, I could have. Uh, I mean, it was Wii, so I guess it could have been digital. I. I only bought, um... So uh, you can, apparently, you can buy it for the Wii U. Okay. Fucking look at that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird, because that... I, we're not wrong, right? Like, that was a Wii game. It was. It was a Wii game. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's 20 bucks on the Wii U. Oh, it's super tiny, like, the, the screen for it. So it is an emulated version of the Wii U version. Or of the Wii version. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, look, that is something. Uh, but... To get back on track, wh- how far did you get into uh, Arceus? Um, let's see. I uh, I am ranked two, um, and I am supposed to head over to like the arena. I I didn't get far because that game makes exploring feel really fun uh, or really kind of intriguing. Like for me, I want to go around, I want to see everything, and I want to find all the Pokemon. Like I I will openly admit the world can be a little lackluster looking in general, but I want to be able to find where all the Pokemon are. I spent, I think I spent, like, an hour trying to catch a bunch of, um, uh, Wurmples, so I could evolve. That tracks. So I could, (laughs) like, I, I, like, I think I caught, like, two, and then I couldn't find any more, uh, and so someone on my stream was like, well, you can find them over in this area, so I went to find that area that they told me I could find them, because I was trying to get a, uh, Silicoon, um, which apparently is just random. To, to to evolve a silicone, uh, and and a couscous. No, it's not. What what's what is it? 
What's... It's a day and night. You you evolve um whichever one one turns into dust stock dusk however you pronounce it. Um, you evolve. You have to evolve the worm pole in the evening to get the beautifly. You have to evolve it during the day. See, I evolved it during the day, and I got a Kuskoon again. Maybe I might have them swapped then. I'm pretty sure I evolved one during the night, and I got a Kuskoon. So, was it night or was it evening? I I don't remember. I I just could have swore it was like night or evening. I can't remember. So um, the easiest was... way to to do it because. The outside doesn't, like, have a lot, like, it's hard to tell with that, like, just based on, like, the, the lighting, is go to either your your hut or one of the camps, go to the bed, and hit sleep until well, yeah, time. Yeah, and I, I, I know, I just, I don't remember, I evolved one first and got a Kuskoon, and I believe that was at night, and then I evolved one during the day and got it again. Yeah, because I, I had the same thing happen. I evolved one, it, it, it turned into the dust ox eventually. And then I just evolved a second one at a at the opposite time of day, and I got the right one. I mean, I just I caught a silicon, and so I was like, "All right, that's fine. This is all I need." That uh, works too. So I can I can evolve eventually evolve that into a beautify. But like I was I was having a good time like running around, seeing what's around, catching the things that I want to catch because uh, the way that they did the Pokedex in this one, in my opinion, is a lot more intriguing and entertaining than just having to catch a Pokemon. To fill out the Pokedex. Yeah. I, I like that they changed it, but it's also incredibly tedious. So, like, it, it, it definitely walks like a weird line for that. So, Drew, and for anyone listening who, who doesn't know, um, the, the idea of this game is it's, it's pre, it's, um, like, turn of the century-esque, um, Pokemon world. It, it's the region that will one day be Sinnoh. It's currently called Hisu, or something like that. Um, you are, it's an Aseki, so you are from apparently the present day, and you are with a group who appears to be, like, outside settlers, essentially, like, mm-hmm. exploring and documenting this world. Um, it's It seems very rooted in actual Japanese history, which is kind of weird, but cool, also. Um, but because it's the past, you're actually filling out the, the original Pokedex, of, essentially. And in order to actually complete a Pokemon, you, it's not just catch it, you have to get its, like, Pokedex rating up to level 10. Mm-hmm. And you do that by catching multiples of them, uh, battling them, seeing specific types of move used, um, catching I, them at different types of day. I mean, Cricketot, you just had to feed it. Like, was, was that one of the things for Cricketot? One, one of them was feed it. So, and you didn't have to feed three of them or multiples of them. You had to feed one of them or you had to feed them X amount of times. So for me to get my, um, my research to level 10 in for the Pokedex for Cricketot, I only needed like three feedings. So I just threw a couple berries at it and just watched it eat. And I was like, all right, cool. Now it's at level 10. To me, it doesn't. It doesn't feel tedious to me because a lot of it does come just natural. Yeah, it's just more of a if you're not actively battling a Pokemon, you're not seeing the moves that would help you yeah. raise it. Yeah. Um and because some Pokemon are super aggressive, it's not always conducive to get close enough to them for that um targeting system to kick in where you can hold left trigger and hit down on the D-pad mm-hmm. and it just brings up their file of what you have to do. So yeah. it's a lot of, I don't know about you, the, the menuing is very unintuitive in this game. Like, I keep hitting buttons, wanting menus to come up certain ways, and it's never the right ones. It, I I have I have that 
similar issue, but it's more of just they're they're doing they're doing it different. And to me, it's just it's it's a learning curve more so than it being unintuitive. Like it, it, it I like that since you move around with the control stick, the D pad isn't going to do anything. So down on the D pad is the Pokedex. Up on the D pad is your items menu, your um your your license, your your internet connections, and your settings. Like I like how they have it set up, but I do occasionally, like, I want to go into my items menu, but I'll hit down instead, or I'll hit up, or I, like, I, I, but I'm, I'm mostly just checking my map all the time, that's really all I'm generally checking, which is minus. Yeah, I would much rather have the, um, like, your, your, your menu stuff on the start button, than have it on the D-pad, um, so you, you haven't gotten to the point where you have any transportation stuff yet, right? Right. So, like, once you get, um, your forms of transportation, they actually get, this is silly, they get assigned to the, the plus button, so your start button, but in order to cycle through them, you use left and right on the D-pad. Okay. Where I feel like if your menu options were on the plus button, like most games would have for bringing up a menu, then it would make a whole lot of sense that left and right on the D-pad cycles through your, your different transportations and up summons them. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it would. I, I Yeah, I, it would make sense, but at the same time, uh, it's... It's it's not that big of a deal. It's not. It's like, just like I said. It's very it, unintuitive for me. I I hit the wrong button almost every time I go to to menu things, mm-hmm. and I've, it's not a huge deal because it is just the menu and it pauses the game, so it's not like it's causing me to die or get attacked or anything. It's just it it it's not good UI design. Um, for a game that is otherwise actually pretty well designed, it looks bad. The the like the game does not look great. It's got terrible pop in. But it's a very interesting world compared to what we normally get out of Pokemon yeah. games. I, the, the, the draw dis- the draw distance is rough. At one point, I had to hand in a quest, and I ran to where I had to hand in the quest, and it the, the, or, or it was not even handed in. It was to like start the quest, and there was no one there. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe oh maybe I have to come back at night. And as I'm walking away, they pop up, they pop in, and I'm like, oh god, okay. Yeah. Um like I, game f- I sorry I, go ahead. I personally don't think the game looks that bad. It's just yeah, the draw the draw and rendering it might be is is a bit of an issue but like I don't think graphically it's an ugly game or anything. I think it's No, it's I, I, I think it's It's good. mediocre. Yeah, like yeah, I think it's good for what it is. I think it's 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 not like it's not dissuading me from playing it and it doesn't it's not going to be the best. It's obviously not going to be the best. You're playing it on the Switch. If it were on a different system, it probably could be on a more powerful thing. But, but like this looks, this looks mediocre for a Switch game. See, I don't, I don't think so. I like, I don't think it looks mediocre for a Switch game. I, I think it looks fine for a Switch game. I think it looks on par with, like, it looks, it it looks a little, in my opinion, and I I haven't really played too too much of it. But in my opinion, it, it looks pretty much the same as Sword and Shield, if not a little bit better. Which, which was, I mean, it looks exactly like Sword and Shield, and Sword and Shield is not a particularly good-looking game. Like, it looks like a Pokemon game. It doesn't look all that different from the ones before it. The The models are just slightly more detailed. Mm-hmm. But, like, Nintendo has released games that look much better on that hardware. It's just, Pokemon, like... Game Freak does not push the boundaries when it comes to technology in the games. Like, they're definitely... The fact that they took this game and went so far left with everything, 
is actually super impressive because this is so different from any Pokemon game we've ever had before yeah. in so many good ways that I would love it if a Nintendo put out a console that actually had any sort of horsepower behind it and that Game Freak actually took advantage of it. Because I think if both of those things happened with a, a system like this, like a more like refined because it would be a new one. But like, I think that could be an amazing game. And I'm like 15 to 20 hours into this game already. Like I'm playing the hell out of it and it has a lot of good. It's yeah. just like it, that is not graph. Like the good is not graphical fidelity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it, I, I, I agree. It's, it's not the most graphically amazing game, but it's just, I also don't think it's the ugliest game. Like, no, no, there are plenty of worse looking games. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it, to me, it's, 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 it, it's good. Like it's, it, it's fine for what it is. And like, I, I don't, like I said, I, there are draw issues and whatnot, and we'll deal with those as we come across them. But I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and complain about the graphics because I think it looks fine. I don't, I, yeah, to me, it's not complaint worthy. I think it's complaint worthy, especially. So there are like certain, um, of like your things for catching Pokemon that, um, involve catching them like in the air. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you can't fucking find them because the draw distance is so poor. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I knew there was a um a Gyarados in a certain area, like flying around, and I had to get as high as possible in the flight path before it would actually render into the game. Yeah, even though like his actual flight path is super far. And have you gotten the feather balls yet? I did just get the feather balls a little bit, a little bit. Have you used stuff. them? No, at all. So. They fucking fly. When you throw them, like, if you are throwing them at a Pokemon on the ground, you need to aim directly at it or you're gonna overthrow it by a mile. Uh-huh. So they're great for hitting things high up in the, in the air or like really far away, but the draw distance is so poor in it that you're, you usually aren't that far away from things before you can see them. Yeah. Um, it, in some cases though, like if you, if I've had a, a bunch of times where if you get in and it's drawn, you can then move back and they they don't like um pull get pulled out of the out of the game. Yeah. So you can kind of like skirt around something and like back up at the same time so that like they're still in frame but you are far enough away to hit them and use like those feather balls to like hit them from a distance. Mhm. Cuz some pokemon are a bitch to to get like um have you found gravelers yet? No, I I the the further I like I I'm not too far from the second camp. Like I literally I kind of stopped. I started exploring and trying to catch the wormholes and stuff after I unlocked the second. Okay, camp. so like, you got the I, second camp. So you you fought the first like red eye Pokemon that like yeah. was like mandatory. Yeah. Okay. I fought the first Alpha, and that's that's it. Um, but it's it, it and like yeah, it's the the draw distance. Like I have agreed, it sucks. Uh, everything else is not that big of a deal for me at least. Um, the the story is just is. Yeah. It's too handholdy, but it's a Pokemon yeah. game which is always handholdy. And because they've gone so different in this one, I feel like they're kind of holding your hand a little bit more. Don't 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 get me started about their handholdingness. Where they tell you three fucking times, one in a box, like in a in a flashcard, and twice via dialogue, how to focus on a Pokemon. Three fucking times in a row. It's not like. 10, 20 minutes apart from each other. It's literally, hey, so if you walk up to a Pokemon and hit uh, L uh, or Z, Z, R or whatever button it is, you, you'll focus on that Pokemon. 
Oh, great, thanks. Flashcard. When you're going up to a Pokemon and you're hiding, you can press the button, blah, 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 and it tells you. And then you run forward like ten fucking feet. Don't forget, you can press this button and it'll focus on the Pokemon. Shut the fuck up and let me play my goddamn game! Yeah, like, they were... They were very aggressive with explaining every little system to yeah. you. Yeah. But once it, honestly, once the game opens up though, and you're kind of just free to do whatever, there's literally nothing stopping you from exploring an entire zone. Yeah. Um, you never, they, they, they hold you back for that one instance where there's like the bridge, um, before you go fight that first alpha. Um, you, they don't let you cross that one bridge until you're at least, I think, a, a rank one. Yeah. But once you cross that bridge, you can explore the entire zone. And like, at one point I was just wandering around and there's like this cave system kind of to the north. Um, and I ended up going through this whole cave. I found some, like some machops and some zubats. And I think I actually even caught a happening in there. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I don't know that I'm supposed to be here, but nothing has been too strong yet. So I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up bringing me out on like the complete opposite side of the map. And I'm just like, oh. Okay, and then I found, like, a fucking, um, an Alpha Snorlax when I was, like, level 15 and it was level 35. I'm like, well, not doing anything with you right now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And backed the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm having trouble at the moment. I have a quest to catch a big buizel, and I cannot catch a buizel big enough for this quest. So that is the bane of everybody. Um, there, Like, there have been articles written about it. Um, I Like, Facebook groups, I've seen people talking about it. It is damn near impossible to get the because you basically have to get a, a buzel that comes up with the uh, the, the the an extra large specimen or whatever the yeah, the little yeah. tagline it's, is. It, it needs like two point eight or bigger, and like the big the last time I caught a big one, it was two point four, and he looked like he was a lot bigger than the the one next to it. Yeah. So where you're at now, and I don't I don't know if this is a hundred percent true. I did not manage to find one until I w- finished. Like, basically the next quest you have to do where you have to go do a thing with a tree. Uh-huh. Or an area with a big tree, I should say. Um, and then there is another beach that has them on it. That mm-hmm. they're slightly higher level. And I caught a big one there. Okay. I don't know if that is the... Like, that is where they come from or not. But it's still... It's a it's like quest four. And you yeah, just can't yeah. fucking find those things anyway. Oh, I'm, I'm having trouble with quest one trying to find a fucking mushroom. Like, I, I don't know where to find this mushroom to get this recipe that the dude's trying to Oh, they're to just on the ground. I, I have not seen it. I have not found it. Like. That's because the draw distance is garbage. <laughs> I, like, I, I was told, I was told by somebody on stream, it's like, oh, they're under trees. And I'm like, well, what trees? We need to go further in the map. And I'm like, alright. And I went further into the map. Still not under trees. And like, I'm going under all the trees and pressing the button. I can't fucking find these fucking mushrooms. And, and it's just like, I want these damn mushrooms. Uh, so if you have, so from the the second camp that's kind of like on that cl- that mountain in the middle of the yeah the map if you go sort of northeast from there that mm. I believe is where your next quest should take you yeah um that's like a forest area you're actually going to find some um what are the little brown bunny pokemon the one that turn into like the the lady yeah. po- the lady bunnies bunny eyes yeah so you're going to find them you're going to find Psyducks, scythers um beautifies and dust toxes and stuff it's all a wooded area with like a stream through it and there are definitely mushrooms up there yeah yeah you Uh, can also buy them yeah i know i just don't want to um i i'm already having trouble with uh inventory space uh because let's let's talk about the inventory um have you have you talked to the guy yet that will expand your inventory 
can I get? Here's my other gripe about this fucking game. Let me buy all the fucking inventory spaces I can afford at one time instead of having to do it one at a fucking time. I sat hey, there you- for five and a half minutes pressing A to buy every space. Hey, we'll sell it to you for a hundred. We'll teach you for two hundred. We'll teach you for three hundred. Every and it just kept going and going and going. Yeah, so Drew. So first Pokemon game ever where you have limited inventory. Cool. It's not just you know, normally Pokemon games like your your back is a fucking just unending supply of space. Mm-hmm. Um That's in this one bit. in this one, you have very limited item space, but the items can apparently stack forever. Yeah. Um I I had almost a hundred um apricorns or however you say them, the things that you need to make Pokeballs. Yeah. Um but there's a guy that you meet very early in, like, the, the capital building of the of the town. I, I believe he, his name is Baggin. Yeah, he, he will teach you how to be better organized so that you can fit more things in your bag by proper organization. Um, in order to do this, he charges you for each space. So every time you talk to him, he's like, I will teach you how to fit one. He doesn't say it this way, but it's basically, I will teach you how to fit one more unique item in your bag. For X amount of money. And it starts out at 100, and it just goes up every time. So it goes up by hundreds, and then once you get to, I think, a 1,000, it starts going up by thousands. So I'm at the point now where it's like 11, 12,000 per item slot. And yeah, you can't do them in any sort of bulk. So the first time I went to him, I had like $20,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, I should have been able to just buy 10 spots from him. But instead, you do have to sit there and go through this like 30-second loop for each spot. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I can teach you how to do this. Would you like to teach you how to do this? Yes. Okay, it's going to cost this much money this time. Okay. Screen goes dark. You do this. It plays a little music. Hey, look. Look at how much space you can have. I can teach you how to have more space if, you, if you're interested. Yes. It'll be this much money this time. Okay. Screen goes like, and it just loops that over and over. And you just have to keep saying, yes, show me one more spot until I'm yeah, out of money. Yeah. And like, I understand the, the having limited backpack space. Uh, it's the game is is building itself on crafting, uh, and and so you you kind of have to pick and choose what you're gonna grab, what you're gonna carry. Uh, but it's just and honestly, your 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 item boxes aren't too infrequent. There's one at every camp, so you could just easily fast travel back to camp, drop a bunch, a bunch of stuff off, and then go back out again. It's not that big of a deal. But the the problem is fucking talking to goddamn fucking bagging. Like I just yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Just like, hey, I've got 3,000 uh, zenny. All right, I can teach you how to have 12 spots or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's, or, or just let me buy a fucking bigger backpack. Like, yeah. And, and like, I, and again, I'm not, I don't want to complain about the fact that I have limited space, but don't give me one space at a time. Give me enough space at a time. Yeah, give like a row at a time or something like that. Or or like you said before, let there be like how many spaces do you want to buy and just be able to hit the down arrow to just get as many spaces as possible. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And because, yeah, it's I, I'm fine with limited storage, like having to pick and choose what you want, because this game is almost like it, there's a little bit of like a survival aspect to it where like you are kind of in the in the past. You don't you know, you don't have as much luxury as you would have had before. Um, this game is very set early on in, even though you fucking fell out of the sky and just know how to do all this stuff and carry around a fucking futuristic cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody bats a fucking eye at your cell phone. Um, they are dead set on you being, 
And also, you are 15 in this game. This yeah. is, I believe, the oldest Pokemon protagonist. But you are a 15-year-old child with a cell phone in the in in 18, 19, early 1900s um, Sinnoh region. And they're just like, oh, you can't live here unless you can pull your weight. Mm-hmm. If you can't pull your weight, we don't want you here. Go die in the fucking field with the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and this this game at one point I was uh uh I was going to get uh, a story beat and like you go into the main uh, center of the the town um Wallflower uh, and you walk in and there's uh, a a quest board that you can go and check and it'll tell you like these people have quests for you and one of the quests are there's a Drifloon playing with children and I was like oh fuck kids are gonna die. Let me go see what else is going on here real quick. And I go up to the, and I fill all the markers. And then the entire time I'm yelling during all this conversation, I need to go help this kid from fucking dying. Let's stop with the talking. This kid is going to die. I mean, obviously it was a side quest and it didn't really matter. I was just trying to be a little comedic. But like constantly during that segment, you're getting stopped by everyone you talk to. You go up here, and you talk to these people, and you make a decision, and then you go over to the left, and then you have to talk to these people, and then you go downstairs, and you talk to these people, and as you're getting ready to leave, Baggin shows up. Fuck you, Baggin. And then as you get ready to leave again, the people that you were just talking to three floors up are now back downstairs talking to you again. It's like, I need to go stop this kid from dying. Can we stop the kid from dying before you keep freaking interrupting me? Let's go. side quests don't matter. Come on now. I know, but it's still, that's a dark side quest. Cause, cause, dude, po- how 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 often have you read Pokedex entries? I, not too too often. I just know one of the entries for Drifloon is that it will steal children, basically, and float away with them. Yeah, like Pokedex entries are fucking dark. Um, so you have like the Drifloon steals children. Um, Bennett or whatever it is, it, it's like the doll Pokemon that was like mm-hmm. the discarded doll of a child yeah. that came to life and now hunts children. Yeah, yeah. Um. One of Mimikyu's um, Pokedex entries basically says the wind once blew up its costume and somebody saw it and that person then went home and died painfully. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, Pokemon Company, Game Freak doesn't fuck around when it comes to those Pokedex entries. It's like, eh, if you're old enough to read this, you can handle a little horror in your Pokemon game. Which, which now I want a horror Pokemon game. Like, cause that's, that's the other thing that all of these people, cause they're new to the Hisui region. They're they're not used to a lot of these Pokemon. They're afraid of the Pokemon. You bring a Starly over to 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 somebody, and and you ask them, "Do you want to pet the Starly?" And they get scared and run away. But they they also wanted you to bring them the Starly because they think it's adorable. Exactly. So like, I want to. I think this Pokemon is adorable from a distance. Thank you. Yeah, and it's just like it's like you know what? Give me this, but make it legit hard. Give me just yeah. a Pokemon Ghost Tower game where you're just getting scared the entire time. Yeah, and I, just to because you just mentioned it, I do kind of like how they're dealing with the the region and all. Like, mm-hmm. so it's the Hisui region or whatever. Um, like we, I said before, you're essentially there with like an expedition team, and you are Galaxy Team, which is obviously a take on um Team Galactic yeah, from yeah. the game from Diamond and Pearl. Um. But then the actual, like, the people from that area are the Pearl Clan and the Diamond yeah, Clan. Yeah, yeah. Was... And they, they each, um, they each worship Lord Sinnoh, which is like the, the Pokemon deity that they worship. And based on context clues of how they refer to them, 
they are obviously talking about Dalgia and Palkia and just don't realize that it is two different Pokemon mm-hmm. that they worship. Yeah. They think that it is just one being that they yeah. are worshiping. Um, and, uh, just a little quick, um, for you, Cobb, before you go to the, did you, you haven't beaten the main story yet, right? No, no, not yet. I All am right. only in the set. I don't know how many, how many areas open on the map, but I am in the second, the second quest line of the second area. Okay. Um, there is a, a, uh, choice that you have to make at the end of the game as you go to the end of the game. And depending on the choice you make determines a Pokemon you get and a Pokemon you fight. Okay. Well, that's yeah. cool. Um, I have a, I have a minor spoiler for you. Um, but I, I just want to get both of your reactions to this. So I just want to reiterate this game takes place in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least a hundred years ago, probably more. Mm-hmm. Porygon. Is in this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Porygon's in it. Absol's not in it. And that makes me mad. Because I love Absol. I don't I don't Absol's actually a really cool Pokemon. It is. Um, and it never it hasn't really gotten any like I mean, it was in Sword and Shield in the expansion. In the second expansion, I believe. Not even the first. When I stopped caring about collecting all the Pokemon. Um, you know what the problem is? Absol doesn't have a um an evolution, and yeah. most Pokemon without evolutions tend to kind of get pushed. Yeah, side they, they don't get used all that often. Yeah, they get no love. And honestly, I would ha- I would love it if maybe Absol got a bra- baby version. Like that would be good. It, it should. It's it's an awesome Pokemon. It needs to get some more love. But yeah, Porygon is in this, and Porygon two and Porygon three. But like, yeah, that's uh, that does make me laugh. Wait, but you also have uh, your 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 Arc phone. So wait, so the the Porygon evolutions are definitely in it. Yes, I because I googled the 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 Pokedex to find out if Absol's in it. Okay. I didn't realize the evolutions were in it. So there is actually a story relevant reason why a Porygon can appear. Okay. Um, because Porygon well, are digitally created Pokemon. Yeah. It says it in red and blue that they were created by a scientist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, there's, there's the temporal rifts and that's. Okay. Yeah. No. So, so you got yeah. to that, that already. Well, I haven't gotten to it, but I've seen it. I've seen, there's, when it comes to Pokemon, and it comes to, like, a temporal rift or whatever, I don't consider, I don't fully consider that a spoiler, at least for me. Like, I don't consider the Pokedex and the the, the, the Pokemon spoilers in a Pokemon game. Okay, that's I, fair. I don't. I abso- I think, like, that's part of a Pokemon game is know- is knowing or thinking what Pokemon are in it. Uh, like, the, the, the and story-wise, like, all right, if you tell me, like, how the whole entire story plays out, then I'll be like, all right, that's kind of a frustrating thing. But overall, I don't really play Pokemon to avoid spoilers, to avoid story content. I play it because I actually enjoy playing Pokemon. And these, like, catching the Pokemon and, and making the teams and everything. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. So, the, yeah, the, the Porygon show up in the Temporal Distortions, which you get little notifications when they're happening. Um, They are fucking intense. Um, I wandered into one. I didn't get more than two feet because Pokemon just mass spawn. Yeah, yeah. Like, I walked into one and I immediately saw a Porygon and tried to catch it. And in the time it took me to, like, like cycle through the balls I wanted to, to use to, to get to Great Ball, um, like, eight other aggressive-ass Pokemon spawned around me. Mm-hmm. And I had to just throw a Pokemon out and hope for the fucking best. Yeah. And then run out of the temporal zone after I caught the 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 few that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's a pretty big bubble too. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it, th- this was also I had I hadn't really been using the the your the first Pokemon you get to ride all that much. 
And I feel like had I been using them, I would have been able to run into it a little bit more and see yeah. what else was going on. Yeah, was, um, I've I've seen things for them, and it's it is definitely interesting and intriguing. It helps you fill out your Pokedex and see a lot more of the Pokemon. And um, there's also uh, occasional uh, notifications that you'll get. I don't know if you've gotten this far, where um, there will be like a horde of a certain type of Pokemon. I actually have not gotten. The, I have not noticed them yet. It's but. You get notified of it. I can't remember what it's called. I, I, I can't remember what it's actually called. But, like, from what I've seen and read, if you're going to try to shiny hunt or whatever, those are your best ways to shiny hunt, is to save before you go to it. And if there's no shiny Pokemon in the overworld there, you just reload and go back. And once it draws in all of the Pokemon and you see a shiny one, then you can save. Because every time you load after that save, it saves what was drawn in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like a shiny hunter. The game does give you a shiny as part of a side quest, which okay. is neat. Is it a shiny um, Bidoof? No. Then it's not worth Be- it. Bidoofs are fucking everywhere though. You can definitely find a shiny one on I your own. I'm, I need um, I need a shiny Bidoof. Uh I need the strongest Pokemon in the world. Ha- have you had the Bidoof side quest yet? Yes. Where you had to find them all in the town. Yeah. That was Man, a fun. Man, that one. that that third one hiding in fucking plain sight next uh-huh. to the corral, yeah. that it took me fucking forever. Cause uh, he, he was brown, and he was standing next to a brown fence in brown grass. He just blended the fight in. I ran by him twice uh, and didn't see him both times because he wasn't drawn in. Yeah. and then Yeah, and then, I mean, like, between the, the draw distance and him yeah. blending in, it was bad. <laughs> and then, like, the third time I ran by, I was even, like, talking on stream. I was like, I know I've already been here. I know I already tried this, but... Draw distance is kind of rough. Maybe I just didn't see it or he, he didn't load in. And as I'm walking to the corner, I'm like, oh, look, there he is. Uh, and, I, and I'm like, there's his little butt. And I find him and go get him. Um, I do, because uh, we've been on this for quite a while. I, like, I absolutely enjoy the game. I can't wait to play more. But I want to ask your opinion on the fact that it's not fully open world. It's open zone. Even though the so zones are huge. How do you feel about the fact that it's not fully open world? So I don't mind it being zones. Um... Because, like you said, it's very big areas. Um, fast travel is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Every time you get to, like, a new place, you basically get fast travel. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. I think it's in Zone 2. I found, like, this random village that I didn't know was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got there, it became a quick travel spot. So, like, getting back and forth to places, the only sort of annoyance is you can't change zones it from zones you have to go back to yeah. the city and then travel to the zone yeah and that was that was uh when i found out that you can't just go back to the city you have to report to the professor before you go back to the city i was just like this is gonna that's that's kind of annoying that um, that is a little annoying but i tend to go back to him anyway because if i'm if i'm done and i want to go back to the city i want to turn in all the pokemon i got so that i can get um credit mm-hmm. like i'm up to i want to say i'm rank five or six right now yeah. Um. And yeah, that's just because I just keep going through, and basically, anytime I'm out, I catch everything I see if I can. Mm-hmm. And if I know that I have something already like a hundred percented, I just start battling it when I see them because there's some Pokemon in my party that have like recently evolved or something like that that I still need to get to level ten, and that's battling's the easiest way to do that. Yeah. Um. A couple other things that that I wanna I wanna hit on. I really like that you get to pick when things evolve. So you have to hit their um their requirement, whether it be level or friendship or what have you. Mm-hmm. But once they're ready to evolve, you just get a little notification that that Pokemon is ready to evolve. 
and you can just go in and hit evolve when when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Which... Their, their pokeball will glow, and you can just go hit evolve. And it's also yeah. the same with uh, move sets. You can yeah, you can swap out move sets on the fly outside of combat. You can't swap them out in combat, but you can swap out move sets outside of combat. And um, you... if you're I... if a move runs out of PP, you can swap that out for a different move that has PP in it. Um, while you're out in the overworld before you go, like, rest I don't it. want any moves with PP in it, though. Yeah. That seems gross. You know what I mean. But I'm bumped. Look, it's, that was it, terrible. That, that was, that's, uh, that's Game Freak's choice for making a game geared for children and calling their power PP. Um, that's just, that's their fault. But it, I like that if you were to switch out the moves, you don't lose the move you switched. You don't need to go find a specific person to reteach you the moves. You just have to switch out the moves next time again. And so you, it's easier to build up a party and a group having all the moves available to you and knowing like, oh, you know what? I should go back and maybe use this defensive move and that move and blah, 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 and actually set things up instead of having to worry about talking to somebody to reteach a move and only doing it one at a time. And like, mm-hmm. I liked it. And overall, I actually like, didn't realize you could do it on the fly like that. Yeah. I thought you had to go talk to the person to do it. No, I've, so I've, that. I do it a lot, but that changes things a whole bunch. I've I've seen all, and that's like because one of the videos I watched was a, a YouTube channel called Game Ranks, and they did a uh, ten things, or I guess it was ten things, or X amount of things that Pokemon Legends Arceus does not tell you, and that's one of them is that you can change the moves on the fly. You can also swap out the move that has no more power on it for a move that does. It's just you can't do it in combat. That is it. Yeah, which. That's actually really cool. I'm going to have to check that out after we're done. Um, Because, yeah, I've just been going back to, like, the base camps, talking to the person there that lets you actually change your party. Yeah. And just doing change moves there. I had, I honestly hadn't even thought to just go into the Pokemon's, um like, inventory thing and, and try it from there. But yeah. I'm definitely going to yeah. do that now. Um, But, yeah, that that is a game changer because it also gives you the opportunity to, like, try out different moves that you maybe wouldn't have tried otherwise. Yeah. And yeah. In in some cases, in order to rank up your Pokemon for the Pokedex, it says like, see this move used X amount of times, and like Baby Doll Eyes is one of them for the EV evolutions. Um, I think my, it might just be EV actually. Yeah. But I I never use that move. It's it's not a move that I find useful. But it's like okay, well now I can throw it on them and go use it a few times to get like the the points for that. Yeah. And it it's not actually hurting me at all. Yeah. It's. It doesn't take, you don't have to go to a, to a certain city or to a certain person to switch them out. You just easily do it on the fly. And it's just like, overall, they made a lot of good quality, quality of life changes for a Pokemon game that's set in the past that I really, really hope they hold on to. But it's game freak. They're probably not gonna. Yeah. And, but you're right though. Um, the whole catching mechanic is good. You know, being able to sneak up on Pokemon, catch them just in the wild, the, if you do have to battle them, the battle is seamless. Like, yeah. you throw up, you just, you change whether you're throwing items or throwing Pokemon. You just throw a Pokeball out, that Pokemon I, bo- pops out, and it's immediately into battle. There's not like a weird transition or pause or anything. Run, running, um, running away is not RNG anymore. You yeah. just, you hit run. Yeah, and yeah they, you just run away. <laughs> you, you hit run, they collect the Pokemon, and you run. Like, I, I encountered like a level 30, uh, something. I think it was a, a Dustcox, not realizing it was as high level as it was in the region that I was. And, like, I tried to fight it, and it took out my Rowlet immediately. And I was like, fuck. All right, run away. 
and just and just grab run away and you just run and that's it like it's not rng anymore but and it is it's a little bit maybe potentially skill based because it's an aggressive pokemon it's probably going to attack you while you're running you're gonna have to dodge out of the way potentially or something like that yeah and um, like that stuff's super cool like so you haven't gotten to it yet but the first noble pokemon that you have to interact with it's not a pokemon battle like, it's a completely different mechanic that, um, it's, 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 it's their boss fights. Like, there are no gyms, there's no elite four, there's really not even trainer battles. Like, uh, occasionally you get challenged by people to, like, kind of see if, if you're yeah. the, the hot shit you, that people keep saying you are. Yeah. But, you know, like, you're not just bumping into Pokemon trainers in the wild. So you have these very, do you remember the, um, in Sun and Moon, the, like, island guardian Pokemon? Yeah. It's kind of like a take on them. But because of all the weird shit going on, they're they're in like a frenzy, and like one of the things you do is you kind of help calm them down, and it's like different mechanics. Like you can throw a Pokemon out to battle them if there's an opening to, but if there's not an opening, you're actually like pattern recognition and like dodging their attacks to do other things to them to calm them down. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually it's super different and actually really cool. Yeah, it's. They they did a lot of good with this game. I I hope they hold on to the stuff that people enjoy. But it, we'll just have to wait and see for the next iteration of Pokemon games. Yeah, and I'll probably have a little bit more to say after I get like through the rest of it in the next week or so. Yeah, because um, it's apparently only about twenty to thirty hours to get through like the the story. Yeah, the main story is not too long, twenty or thirty hours, and then all the uh. But then there is like similar with Sword and Shield and and most other games. There's like that post game story stuff and whatnot. And then catching all the Pokemon and finishing out your Pokedex. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of content for this. Uh, it is a game that I am not playing strictly just on stream. Like it is, it's one of those. I, I fell into a, a little funk with um, Monster Hunter Stories where I ha- still haven't beaten the game. I really need to go back and beat it. But like I wasn't really feeling it after a while because I was playing it once a week. That like I, I need to dedicate actual time into playing this for me to feel comfortable with it or to not be bored of it after a while. So it's definitely a and, game I'm going to yeah. be playing on my own and not specifically just on stream and stuff. And at least you can kind of like, you can play it on your own and say just explore and catch Pokemon and save the actual narrative stuff for your streams. Yeah. This way, like, you're playing it, you're enjoying it, but like, you're showing the progression on your stream if you want to. Yeah, yeah maybe. Like, we'll see. It's, I, the next thing, there's not a lot I can do right now without going to the next thing. So, unless That's, I, unless, okay. unless I play it on stream tomorrow. I'd have to do it anyway, which I'm probably not going to be playing on stream. That's fair. Um, but I guess w- we have gone very long on this. You guys ready to, to move on? Yeah, let's go. Let's sure. go. Let's get to uh, Silent Hill! Silent Hill! Is that is that good? Is that good? Do I need to do it again? Close enough. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Book Club this this week is uh, the 2006 blockbuster movie, Silent Hill, starring Sean Bean. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you. This game was a letdown. Or not game. This movie was a letdown. <laughs> uh, uh, for one reason. Hold and one on. Reason, hold on. L- okay, go let ahead. Let me finish. Let ahead. me finish. This movie was a letdown for one reason and one reason only. Sean Bean is still alive. You know what? We don't fucking know that. We do. Because do they're we? in limbo. Do we? Rose and Sharon are in limbo. And he's in the real fucking world. Okay? Is he? He's still Maybe alive. Maybe he's in hell. Maybe he's in hell. Well, he is in hell. This movie tells you fucking nothing. He he is in hell because his daughter and wife are missing, and he'll never see them again. No, you want to know what's great, guys? So there's a sequel to this movie that came out in 2012 called Silent Hill Revelations. It's a direct sequel. 
Sean Bean is in it as this same guy. Um, somehow the daughter gets out. The wife doesn't though. She's dead. She's gone. We, you never see her in the, in the sequel. It's a different actress playing the daughter. Yeah. And they have different names because they are on the run from the cult from this movie. Uh, but like, uh, as that movie uh, progressive, you find out that she is Sharon and he is whatever his name was. They're on the run from the cult that they killed at the end of this movie. They only killed the branch that had like gone in the purgatory in Silent Hill. That cult was apparently global. Oh my god. I, I, that's, oh my goodness. Oh it, boy. But look, it, Jon Snow is in the sequel. <laughs> Alright, maybe, maybe, I've been, I honestly always wanted to see it because I know they modeled the girl in the sequel after one of the girls in the games. The, the girl in the sequel looks a little bit like the blonde from Silent Hill 3? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I never, I never got to see that one. And like, I'll be a hundred percent honest. And even now, like, I didn't hate this one. I didn't hate this movie. I, I, obviously, it's not, it's not a blockbuster masterpiece or anything like that. But it's, it's, it has its merits. They did a really good job with sound design in this movie. Really good job with sound design and music, at least in my opinion. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think for a movie from two thousand six, um, it actually like the um. Special effects are actually pretty good in it too. Yeah. Like it's visually yeah. like a pretty like they did some cool shit with what they could do that long ago. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. it obviously doesn't look great today, but like watching it through that lens, it's like, oh no, like like the monsters and stuff in this movie are super fucking creepy. Yeah. And I get that. And also, I-, I just double checked and it looks like um Silent Hill three definitely like they definitely kind of wrapped both movies around like the Silent Hill one and three. Yeah. A little bit, um, because Silent Hill um, three, it they actually go by the the names um, that they do in the movie. So um, Sean Bean's character is Harry Mason in the second movie, and that's the girl's father's name in Silent Hill three. So okay. yeah, they were definitely going with that. And the girl in Silent Hill three was the baby left at the church in the, at the end of the first Silent Hill. So you know, Alessa, she is the yeah no like Silent Hill. Holy shit. So Silent Hill the movie is really Silent Hill 3 the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there is there a corgi in a uh in a control room in in Silent Hill the movie? To the movie? No. Uh, what uh, what is that from? I can't remember what the corgi's from. Literally Silent Hill 3, I believe. There is an alternate or a secret ending where there is a corgi in a control room and that's how it all happened. Oh yeah, so three endings appear in the game. The normal ending, which is the only ending available on the first playthrough of the game, sees Heather and Douglas survive. While in the possessed ending, Heather kills Douglas. In the revenge ending, which is a joke ending accessible by performing certain in-game actions, Heather reunites with Harry, and Harry orders UFOs to blow up Silent Hill. Okay, so it wasn't so Silent Hill three, but I imagine it was a Silent it's, Hill. It, then it, I think it's I believe it's two then, because the the joke ending in Silent Hill three that that alien ending is uh is done all in like comic strip cartoony. I've been okay. I, yeah, I, no it. It is Silent Hill 2, the joke ending where James discovers that a dog has been controlling all the events in the game. Yeah. And the UFO where James is abducted by extraterrestrials with the help of the first game's protagonist, Harry Mason. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Um, but I don't see, I, as far as the movie goes, like, this movie, this was high cinema. This was up there with, like, Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, Fast and Furious hot, 5. Fucking trash. I, I, this movie's I, so bad. That is, that is, so, I honestly can't agree with that take, Druton. Like, it is not hot trash. It's not so fucking bad. I really, trust me, 
if I'm choosing this week's uh uh, uh book club, if Druton's not and I am, I'm not me. on the next book club oh, episode yeah, unless not. we're pushing it. Damn a week. it! Um, so pick whatever the fuck you want. Well, no, we'll just we'll push it a week. We're not going to do this without you, Drew. Yeah. The kaiju movie we watched way better than this fucking movie. Infinitely better than this fucking movie. But, but I I have I strongly disagree that this this movie's not hot garbage. It, it is very edgy, very early two thousands, and like. But this is mid late two thousands. It's, it's six years too late for early two thousands. <laughs> it's I mean look I. I still consider that. I, two, look, two thousand six is still early two thousands, man. Come on now. No, it's not. Uh, it's it's mid. Actually, um, no, it's late. It's late two thousand. But it it's it's definitely it, it is a definite definitely a product of its time, and I'm not saying that that as a good thing. Uh, but it is it is not garbage. There there is it like I, there are definitely redeemable qualities about it. There are some really stupid things about it as well. Um. But but overall, like it 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 is an enjoyable mo- like I would have no problem sitting down and watching this movie by myself again. Like this is not like a Velocipaster situation where the only time you're going to be happy watching this movie is with people making fun of it. Or go ahead. Uh, uh, like for me, this is on par quality with Velocipaster, Alone in the Dark, garbage ass movies that should never be watched. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. This this was not a good movie by any, any stretch of the imagination. It was infinitely better than Alone in the Dark. Maybe, but the, like zero times infinity is still zero. Yeah, <laughs> it is at least better than every U Bowl movie. Probably, probably. But again, like you're comparing it to like the worst shit that's ever existed. Anything is it compared to it's. It. It's also, from what I've seen online, it is arguably also better than the most recent Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Again, comparing it, comparing it to bad things does not make it good. No, Drew, you can't not like wrestling. That's your thing. Oh, no. No, no, no. I have often said, wrestling <laughs> is bad. No, you don't say that ever. No, Richie, me and Richie say it's bad, but R- Richie Richie's getting... Richie loves wrestling. R- what are you Richie, talking about? Richie is almost a wrestling fan. No. No, no, no. Look, I will, I will, I will, uh, say uh, that, that based on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, this movie did rate worse than Sharknado, which, I mean. No, this movie is worse than Sharknado. It is worse than Sharknado. I mean. Sharknado is bad, but it's so bad it's good. This movie had, like, the only redeeming quality was that, like, it looked fine. It was technically a solidly produced movie with terrible storytelling, terrible acting, terrible everything. It's a bad movie that looked nice. Look, Silent Hill, critic score, not not audience score, better than Fast and Furious. Review how how almost many re- better than how, Too Fast Too Furious. How many reviews does Fast and the Furious have and how many reviews does Silent Hill? 103 for Silent Hill, 177 for Fast and Furious. Okay, not that huge of a difference. If you told me it was 170 to 50, then it's almost a a moot point. Like, no, I mean you're you're not wrong there, but keep in mind too that like Silent Hill came out like it was a a quote unquote major theatrical release. Like it had known people in it. It wasn't just like a it wasn't a U bowl movie. Alone in the Dark has plenty of well known people in it. 
Oh, right. Doesn't that one have, like, Christian Slater in it or something? Yeah, and fucking... It, I don't... Ah, uh, fuck. Who is the woman plays a scientist that has no right playing a scientist? Oh, fucking... Isn't it Tara Reed? Probably. Oh, yeah, that? no. Yeah. Tara Reed, an archaeologist and museum curator. Yeah. And Christian Slater, Stephen Dorff. Man, yeah, this... I, I, I forgot that that movie actually had some people in it. Yeah, it fucking had a lot of fucking... But then, like, you have, like, some of his other movies that were just... had nobody. Oh, but anyway, yeah. I... Well, because he I did not... Alone in the Dark, and it sucked shit, and then he kept just getting licenses to make other movies, but not the budget to make... to actually get people to be in it. That's right. I really wanted us to watch Blood Rain, but that's not available anywhere. God. <laughs> but, like, that one has a cast, too. Does it? Um, Michael Madsen... Um, Billy Zane, Meatloaf, Michelle Rodriguez, fucking Ben Kingsley. Ben fucking Kingsley (laughs) is in Blood Rain. Come on. But, uh, yeah, Silent Hill, I guess. (laughs) It was certainly a film. I didn't think it was, it was not good, but it wasn't that bad. So I was, I, when I watched it today, like, I haven't seen the movie. Oh, that's true. You did watch it the most recently. Yeah. Well, I hadn't seen the movie since 2006, 7, 8. Something like that. And, um. Damn, you watched it three years in a row? Good for you. Well, no, since around <laughs> then. Like, I know I watched it in 06 when it came out in theaters. And I believe I've watched it, uh, like once or twice since then. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but I've, I've seen it uh, several times. Like I said, I don't think this is a hot garbage movie. Um, but like the girl, I was like, I've seen her before. Not in Silent Hill. What have I seen her before? She she played a ghost in uh and in, in a supernatural episode. In, oh wow! In in the first uh, let's see in the first season of Supernatural, she played a ghost, and then she played a character in um in the in the last season of Supernatural as well. Oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. And the the cop was Andrea from the first what four seasons of Walking Dead. Yeah, was that Andrea? Oh, that's yeah. who that was. Yeah, it was Laurie Holden, and ah. the the one cop, the one the cop that like is with um Sean Bean, he's from Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. But I, I will, you know what? I do have to give credit. That little girl, very good job being sadistic, creepy little girl when she's the dark oh. Alessa. When when yeah. she's when she's sitting there and the, the blood is raining down from the, uh, the and she's fucking dancing. And, in yeah, it. and she's sitting there just dancing in it. Um, yeah. But it's... even her her like um like the exposition dump near the end of the movie um to the to the mother um she is she does a very good job of being just unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. And like she was young enough that like that that could have easily not actually been creepy. Yeah, true. So like good for her. I don't think she has done much since. She's done a lot <laughs> other, since. Other than some supernaturals. No, she's done a lot since. I was just on her in her IMDb. She's she's done I think it looks like at least one thing a year every year since 06. Oh yeah, look at that. She she's done a lot of like TV stuff too. Yeah. Oh shit! She is the voice of the little sisters in Bioshock Two. In one, in in like the the DLC or some shit like that. No, in all of it, Bioshock Two, um, Protector Trials, and Minerva's Den. Uh, Look, it's not Bioshock One, so it doesn't matter as much. But mm-hmm. okay, yeah, no, but she she has done some stuff. Yeah. So good for her, I guess. Uh, so be being that that it's been a while since you guys had had seen Silent Hill are you ex- are you going to go watch the the sequel just to find out what happens to to Sean Bean absolutely not <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe um i like i said i've 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 always wanted to watch the the sequel just never have um 
And I believe I'm still subscribed to Stars for another uh, six days, so I might. Um, oh, did you just do the free trial? Yeah, of course. And I canceled nice. it as soon as I got done watching it. Yeah, I, I just I paid the three dollars or whatever it was to just rent it. Nah. I didn't want to have to. I didn't feel like having to deal with um canceling a subscription. So, funnily enough, one of my friends on Facebook actually posted about Silent Hill two today. The movie or the yeah, game? Yeah, the, the movie. It takes forty three minutes in a ninety five minute movie for them to get to Silent Hill. Yep. In the second one. Oh yeah, no, the, the second one is also not good. Mm. The second one um, is a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I was looking at that a little bit ago. But look, I mean, Alone in the Dark has a one percent. So. I I'll be honest, I've never seen Alone in the Dark. At least I don't it think fucking I have. Suck. <laughs> it fucking It that movie just ends. Uh-huh. Like like stuff is happening, and then all of a sudden there's credits. There there is no conclusion. There's no wrap up. It's just it, it's ninety some uh ninety eight minutes of just disjointed um acting. I like I feel like they didn't even have a script. I think like U Bowl was just kind of like eh, just chat about things in the dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that was just the movie. And then at a certain they they did it for ninety eight minutes, and then he was just like, all right, now Christian Slater, climb out of this hole, and then we're gonna roll credits. Nice. Yeah, that movie, apparently the sequel, while not good, is apparently a better, more cohesive story, because apparently there is actually a story. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Uh, that was one, like, I I almost had that on the list, too, but much like Blood Rain, not available streaming anywhere. Yeah. And that's a, that's a bummer, because that movie would have been just horrendous. I'm sorry, it is streaming places, it is not streaming on anything that any of us use. It's on, like, Voodoo and Tubby or Tubi or Tubi, I believe, is free. It, it all of these are free with ads, and I don't. I'm not watching fucking commercials. It's <laughs> I'm not making that movie t- two and a half hours long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, it's 2022. Ad. I don't watch commercials. <laughs> I forget what we, we were doing something the other day, and like just turned to like. I think Erica just put on regular TV. It might have been like actually, it might have been last week when I was getting ready to come up for this or something like that. Where, like, they're just, they're, there was no reason to put on, like, anything, like, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, the regular TV was on for maybe five minutes before a commercial came on, and she just immediately turned it off and went to Netflix and started something because she did not want to deal with just constant commercial breaks. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that, that is the, the state of the country at this point. No one wants to deal with fucking commercials. But I guess, uh, anything else you guys want to say about Silent Hill? No. I'd like to, it's, like I said, I don't. I didn't think it was hot garbage. I think they did a good job with the sound design and the music. Really helps build tension and and kind of suspense in a, a bit. Yes, it's a broken story and doesn't really make a lot of sense. But at the same time, it doesn't really not make sense either. You just you gotta. It it is it's it's not again. I don't think it's hot garbage. It's, I, I I'm not gonna say it's good. I just don't think it's hot garbage. It's far too long. No, that, way too long. Yeah, yeah. that is a hundred percent true. Movie should have been 80 minutes, not 128 or whatever. Yeah. Like, fucking cut 45 minutes out of that movie, and it's better, yeah, it, probably. It did not need to be longer than two hours, even if it was only five minutes longer. Um, They did not have enough story to tell. Nope. Especially when the story it doesn't even have, like, a satisfying ending. Absolutely not. Like, I think it'd be different if, like, it ended and, like, that cliffhanger bit at the end was, like, all, like, you were actually concerned about it. But because it kind of ends in a way where, like, it seems like everything's okay. And then it ends with, like, oh, yeah, no, everything's not okay. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. 
but yeah, I think like a like a solid like hundred minutes would have probably been good for that movie. Like sure, like they they could have cut out a lot of the bullshit in the middle and had it just kind of be a little more streamlined. Um, probably could have gotten down to ninety minutes if they if they tried real hard. But I think a hundred minutes could have been like a solid story. Honestly, yeah. just take out the the cop. She was not needed. Yeah, no, I mean she was pretty worthless. <laughs> like she was really just there as a a a thing to see die. For the for the mom to get there and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, yeah, like she just but, she absolutely was not needed. But uh, like she didn't need to be there and die for that because like they could have just had the girl on the thing ready to be sacrificed and get the same fucking yeah. point. Yeah, but they had to show us the special effects of her skin slowly charring and blistering and bubbling until she finally just actually burst into flames. The the thing that was like actually the worst CG effect in the entire movie. Yeah, exactly. No, her death was the worst CG... Like, her entire death was the worst CG effect in the entire movie. Like, that was the dumbest, like, death scene. Like, how she died and her acting for her death was so bad. Like, you don't... Yeah, like, I've never been burned to death, so I don't know. But you <laughs> don't... You don't just die once fire touches you. You die from the pain and being engulfed in flames. You were engulfed in flames for some time. And at some point, you actually don't feel it anymore because all of your nerve endings are fucking burnt to shit. Well, like, and you're maybe, just maybe burning. You should, maybe you should stop backseat acting <laughs> and go find out what it's actually like to be engulfed in flames before you make these sort of uh, criticisms. Yeah, I, You know what? I'll do the research and I will... Act better than Lori Holden did in in a in a fire scene. I promise you, dude. You know what my my favorite like like what fire does to human body th- story is. Um, people got really mad at Kevin Smith. Um, at one point he wrote a Batman story. Uh huh. And in that story, Batman is talking to this other other v- vigilante, and he explains basically that he peed himself once. <laughs> okay. Um. It was during like a, a fire. He 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 rushed into a burning building to like save a kid or something. Like you know something something fucking heroic. And when that happened, there was like a backdraft, and he peed. And people got really mad at Kevin Smith for writing that. But it turns out that like that's a real thing. Um, firefighters often have that happen when they run into a blazing building. Um, something about the heat, you actually don't realize that you pee yourself. Mm-hmm. And like it's not always a lot. But like you, you'd, you'd pee a little bit when you're surrounded by super intense flames. I mean, I pee a little bit when I'm surrounded by something that just scares me a lot too. So come <laughs> on now. I mean, you're basically always peeing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I mean, that's true. It's it's, it's you just I, you just I, have like a slow I, leak the I, way I, like an old faucet does. I look at my uh, stream statistics and it says 11, 11 viewers. I'm like, oh, I just peed a little. We're just gonna leave it at that. Yep. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that bit just ending there. I was just waiting for more. Oh man, that reminds me. I I still have to send uh Tim that 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 weird sound you make oh. between uh, <laughs> between words. Oh, the I I just I I have heard myself do it a few times. No, I I isolated it um from yeah. the bonus action recording. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I happened to find a really good one like almost right away, and it actually has like a nice little rhythm to it where like. If he does want to make it into like like the bass track on something, I think it would actually work all right. Yeah. Maybe not the bass track. Maybe like maybe like a snare, like a. Yep. Yep. 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop with that. I, I caught myself at one point doing it earlier today, and I was just like, shit, gotta stop. Anyway. Hey, it's fine. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, do you want, do you want to talk a little bit about the legend of Vox Machina? Well, do we want to pick the next book club first? Oh yeah, fuck, right. So it's gonna be in three weeks, so that Jordan can watch it. Jordan, do you have any idea what you might want us to watch? No. No? You don't want to have us watch Silent Hill 2 Revelations? <sighs> God no. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll go I'll go easy on us. I was going to go pretty hard on us after watching Silent Hill. I'll go a little easy on us. It's still going to go pretty hard on us, but it's still going to go easier. Uh we're going to watch Fantastic 4 from 2015. What is that available on? Uh uh Disney. Is it? Okay. I I, I I'm 99% sure it is. I I googled it the other day because I had realized like oh shit, I've never seen it and I kind of want to watch it. And I added it onto my list of potential book club ideas, and uh, I searched it, and it is in fact on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, so you're good there. Um, so I have seen this. I went and saw this in the theater. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, I know you did, Cobb Jordan. I know you didn't, and it's just I. You know what? It, it's I heard differing things about it. Some good, some bad. I just I want us to talk about it better than what we probably talked about it back when. When we saw it, uh, when you saw it seven years ago, Kyle. So, Drew, you know how you said this was the, the Silent Hill was just a big pile of garbage and maybe one of the worst movies you've ever seen? Mm hmm. Fantastic Four is worse. In uh, Fantastic Four almost makes me think that Alone in the Dark was a good movie. Y'all are just trying to make me never watch another movie ever again. <laughs> would you is that rather what the plan is? Would you rather me say we have to watch Ape vs. Monster that's on uh, uh, Amazon Prime? Wait, what is that one about? Just maybe look, at, look up maybe. Ape First Monster. I, I am intrigued now. I'm, I'm going to give you guys a second to look up Ape First Monster. It came so, out in 2021. Oh God, that movie does not look like it came out in 2021. Wait, does this have fucking Eric Roberts and Ariana Grande in it? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know the cast. Eric oh Robert, no, no so, Ariana Scott. It it does have Eric Roberts in it. So I I will throw this out there. Oh, this is um, the company that makes. Sharknado and Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. So it's probably more. Uh, I don't know. They got real bad after like Sharknado two. Or or, or I'm going through IMDb. There's a Sex Squatch two, Teen Eight vs. Sex Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will say this. I think the Fantastic Four movie is bad enough that it's funny. Uh -huh. Like it's actually humorous how bad it is. Um. Because it's just, they had no fucking clue what they were doing. Yeah. And it's kind of hilarious. And I think it would be interesting to talk about. But, like, you kind of have, it's definitely a movie you have to go into knowing that it is a bad movie. And just kind of lean into how fucking bad it is and how bad the acting is. Mm -hmm. Except, you know what? Except Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, very fucking good I, as Johnny Storm. He, 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 he's a good actor no matter what. You can make him uh, act as a paper towel and he'd be the greatest actor in yeah, we'll say out of, out of the t the two franchises of Fantastic Four we've gotten, both Johnny Storms been a okay. Yeah, everyone else, meh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that I want to do that. I I thought about um maybe I'll go light on us in a couple of weeks and we can maybe do uh, Birdman or I I wanted to do Alien vs Predator and then eventually do Alien vs Predator two, but I don't think I can find that on streaming anywhere. So I'll have to do some. More oh, that's a bummer. That first Alien vs Predator movie, like. Not a good movie. Yeah. But like, pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize at the, or, cause I never seen AVP2 that like, there's an alien predator hybrid in that movie. 
Yeah, and that that one takes place in like a mountain town or some shit. Like oh. the first one takes place in like the ru- in like an underground ruin that's discovered in Antarctica. Yeah, and the second one is like a little mountain town like outside of Colorado or something mm-hmm. yeah. fucking weird like that. It looks like Requiem. The second one is on Amazon, like streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, AVP. The first one, it's on Amazon, but it's a four dollar rental. Yeah. So. yeah. so we just we just paid for a rental. We'll do we'll do a couple free ones for a while before we do a paid one. Yeah, for that. And I I will like my be, because this was not a great movie. My next pick, like I am going to try and find something like just like entertaining that like we can all kind of agree is like mostly entertaining. Mm-hmm. So but like I said, Birdman is definitely on there uh, on the list, but it, that's also another one of those rentals that we don't. I've never watched Birdman, I've, and I've heard great things about it. I watched it years ago when it first came out i don't remember much of it but i do remember it being interesting Mm -hmm. but anyway let's go let's let's move on to the legend of fox monkey all right do you want to do you want to go ahead well yeah so obviously we we all know that i'm a super big fan of D and critical role i've talked about it multiple times i've been super excited what a nerd yep i've been super excited for the legends of fox machina um uh series that uh, they kick-started. I was so mad that I didn't have the money to help fund anything at the time, because I wanted a lot of their uh, backer stuff that you would have gotten. I wanted the uh, dagger uh, um, envelope opener. I really wanted that. And the trinket plushie, because trinket's adorable. Uh, Druton, did you watch uh, Legend? I-, I think you already said no, right? You didn't watch it? No. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, the- so the first three episodes were released, which is what the original series was going to be, just the three. Uh, then they added all the extra stuff because they were, because of all the, uh, extra, um, uh, I can't remember the words for it. I don't, I don't know Kickstarter too. Um, uh, stretch they, goals. They went, w- yeah, they went well and beyond what their goal was yeah. and had a bunch of stretch goals. Yes. Um, and so they, the, the first three episodes are the quote original story, or at least the first two are the quote original story. Uh, because based on what my understanding was, they were supposed to go into an original, original story. Nothing that was ever really mentioned or talked about in the original campaign. Whereas what it was, was a prequel to the original campaign. Like, them becoming the heroes of Iman, the city that they're in. Uh, but there's, essentially, it can be looked at as there's like a huge time jump between um legend like between episode two and episode three to stick with the timeline of vox machina in critical role uh season one okay uh um yeah so it's because where episode two ends off them getting the keep and everything like at uh, campaign one they already had the keep and th- when they jump into campaign one they're on a quest to uh a a dwarven city and into an underdark adventure that takes a good portion of maybe like 10 to 12 episodes before they get to Iman again, and then go with the whole Briarwood arc that they're doing in the series. So there is, there could technically have been a time jump or something, a reasonable reason as to why we don't see these, they just time jumped. That was also like a side quest that really didn't matter because in that campaign one, they get the Horn of Orcus, which never comes into play ever again. If it came into play, it would be important to show, but it doesn't. Um, and whereas this first two episodes lead into um, the arc after the Briarwood arc. So it is kind of important to know about these first two episodes if 
And since they have a second season, they go into season two with potentially the Chroma Conclave. With that, the first three came out and I loved it. I thought it was great. I, um, yeah, no, they, they were super well done. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was fun picking out like as somebody who didn't watch the original, um, campaign at all. I didn't, I knew who some of the people were character wise, but I didn't know who all of them were. So like picking out whose voices was who and then doing that with some of the, um, like the other characters, like David Tennant as like the, that Scottish, um, guard guy. Yeah, he played, uh, Grimfang? I can't remember the, the, the name. Um, when and I, he, he when, basically sounded like Uncle Scrooge with a gruffer voice. Yeah, when I found out that they got David Tennant, I was blown away. I don't know, he seems like he just like ha- likes doing fun stuff. So. Yeah, probably. That'd be awesome if he were like a, a Critical Role fan. I doubt it, but it would be awesome if he were. Um, you know, what, one of his, one or something of his kids, maybe. Uh, General Krieg is who, uh, David Tennant voiced. Uh, we also, like, for some of the voices that you might not, that, that, uh, you might know the actual people, but you might not know the character, uh, Stephanie Beatrice plays Lady, Ke- Lady Kima. Stephanie Beatrice is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's... And now, what character was that? Uh, the, the dwarf, uh, the, the, the dark-skinned dwarf, uh, female, who was with, um, uh, Lady Alora. Okay. Um, so she, she plays a paladin of Bahamut. Uh, basically. And she's, Lady Kim is awesome. She is exactly, uh, Stephanie Beatrice's character in, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, essentially. Uh, you have, uh, Carrie Payton, who's playing Sovereign, uh, Uriel. Um, David Tennant was General Krieg. Indra Varma, who plays Lady Alora. Indra Varma played, um, the, the paramour to, um, Oberyn in Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, Grey Griffin plays, uh, Delilah Briarwood. I don't remember who she is. Um, who, like, who Grey Griffin has played in the past. Um, and, uh, Sunil uh, Malhotra plays, uh, Sean Gilmore. And then also one that's not named, I'm just going off their Wikipedia, one that was not named, uh, the, uh, guard captain who is killed in episode two by the dragon is voiced by Felicia Day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they got, they got a bunch of different voices and, uh, uh, I'm happy that they got Mercer to do Briar Lord uh Silas Briarwood. I was afraid that they were gonna get somebody else, but they, they got him, which really makes sense. They also have him voicing a bunch of different characters. One cool thing is uh there is a character from what I've read and understand, there's a character that looks like Mercer in every episode. Oh really? Yeah. So you 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 see that in at least episode one and two you see that character. It's unknown if it's supposed to be the same character. But there is, but in episode two, I believe I also saw one that looked just like Mercer. So they kind of oh, hid him, cool. hid him in there. It's his world kind of thing. Uh, and, and somebody asked, like, was this intentional? And they were like, it, he was, it's a hundred percent intentional. Keep an eye out. And so they, it's like they're hiding him in all of these episodes, which is just, it's a cool little thing. Um, and I, I will say the animation sometimes is a little, little off for me. That's, uh, that's that studio. Um, Cause I think it's a Titmouse. Yeah, Titmouse. Production, right? Yes. And like, that's just the anim, like, I personally don't like their animation all that much, but like, they seem to be like a go-to anymore, f- especially for like this sort of stuff. Um, but it, like, it works. Like, it's yeah. not bad animation. It's just not something that I am, I am personally a big fan of. Yeah. So like, the problem that like, I wasn't, uh, that like, made me a little uncomfortable were, 
like the scenes where they're standing still, where like you see Vox Machina, Vox Machina standing still, but like they're in the background, they don't look, but they're still close enough to where they should have been slightly more detailed. They don't look like they're detailed enough. They don't look like they're like animated enough. They look kind of blurred or not blurred, but like look dull. And there was, there was like one or two scenes where like I couldn't help but look at like Scanlan or, um, uh, uh, Pike. And like, cause they're smaller, they're off to the side, they're not in focus and whatnot. And it's just like, that just doesn't look right. Like animation, like fluidity feels all fine and everything, but like it's more the, the stationary shots that felt a little off for me. Yeah. No, I, I a hundred percent get that. Um, yeah. And honestly, the animation, while, while Titmouse didn't also do it, there was animation, um, for, uh, Invincible that Mm -hmm. like, kind of reminded me of that like it's not that it's bad animation it's just not super fluid so it kind of at times just looks a little off yeah yeah and it's just it's weird that the fluidity kills it in static shots and not in like actual animated like fluid shots um i will say if i understand if people don't fully like it because there it is a lot of fan service to critical role that like if you go into this not having known anything or watched Critical Role or Campaign 1, it does make a little bit of sense that you're you're not, like, fully into it right away. I don't know. So I've never watched anything related to the first campaign. Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought it was super enjoyable. Like, it, it was funny. It was crude. But then, like, there were bits where, like, it had, it had heart. And, like, it opens up very fucking aggressively. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's... there. There's, like... During the fight with, with the dragon, he, uh, like, uh, uh, Grog goes out with, like, the rage, and he rages, and, and there's just, there's instances where, to me, I'm like, I love this because I'm a fan of Campaign 1, and I understand if people don't pick out these parts that I love, and, like, maybe if they don't like it as much as I do, because I'm liking it for my love of these original characters and how, and, and how they're holding true to it, not as much for the show itself, in a way. Yeah, and so to be fair, like, um, Erica watched the, these three episodes with me, and like, when he, when he did the I would like to rage thing, like, she actually thought that was super cool, not because she has any familiarity with that first campaign. Yeah. But because, like, he was saying the thing he was going to do. Yeah. And that's, uh, but like, whenever he would rage, whenever Travis would rage as Grog, he would say, I would like to rage. And so that's like the little, throwback to that and there were a couple of other oh the troll dick when they found the troll dick in the horde of the dragon um that was also a callback to vox machina um because they before stream killed a troll and cut off its dick and had a rotten old troll dick in their bag of holding the entire campaign wow yeah uh i'm trying to think of what other sort of callbacks they did that like it's obvious they're not going to get fully into it uh, I, I i will say i am a little bummed out that uh they don't have and i knew they weren't going to they originally said they weren't going to but they don't have tiberius in this um but like it wouldn't make Who, sense what who's tiberius uh so he was the dragonborn uh sorcerer from campaign one who was only in uh say the first um less than the first 50 episodes of campaign one uh, and uh, there were, I'm not going to speculate too much because Critical Role actually openly asks people not to speculate, not to try to figure it out. But there were issues with uh, the actor, uh, Orion Akiba, and the rest of the cast that 
he they ended he ended up not showing up anymore and not playing anymore and so eventually um uh after after like two or three sessions of him not being there Mercer like had his character disappear but then there's like a moment with his character later on in in the in the dragon arc in the Chroma Conclave arc that like is like a powerful moment but you just you don't get to like it you're not going to have that in the series if they do go with it the Chroma Conclave stuff fair fair but like i um, said it it wouldn't make sense to have Tiberius in two episodes and then not be in any so i get yeah. not having him in there um but he is in uh Cobb, you you borrowed my um origins of vox machina book he is in origins of vox machina comics okay yeah all right and um I, so I was going to say too, as far as like the actual content of the show went, um, all of the songs are fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Um, and like, I have to imagine that Sam wrote most of them because they just, they feel like the shit he writes. I, th- I believe it was like him and his brother-in-law, uh, wrote and produced a lot of the songs that Scanlan does. I believe is what they said. Cause his brother-in-law like, would help him produce a lot of the songs that they use in like his, uh, in his ads and for Critical Role itself. Okay, yeah, because they are just the the songs he sings are always stupid but very good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I don't have a lot else to say about it. I I I enjoyed it a lot. Like I thought yeah. it was actually it was really well done. Um, I don't have any familiarity with the characters, so it's not like I'm coming in as like a pre existing fan of of campaign one or anything. Yeah, but like I think it I think it's a lot of fun. It's goofy. It's over the top. It's super not safe for work. But yeah. but it's it's good I, in all in all the right ways. I expected it to not be uh, like super not safe for work, and um, I'm I'm glad they went that route. Uh, like the what was it episode two when uh when the, the 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 person got thrown into the tree and it's just like th- their entire face is now a tree branch. Um, I believe as early in episode two, I believe it was. Um, I mean, the very beginning of episode one, like, the first characters you see are just torn to bloody pieces. Yeah, yeah. And then there's just a, mo- not, like, gratuitous sex scene, but, like, there is a very obvious sex scene with nudity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see where they go. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it when the series ends. Um, and it's, it, it, it's what I was expecting, and I'm so happy about that. It makes me so happy. That like maybe I, they'll probably do maybe a campaign to Kickstarter or uh, I wouldn't have a problem if every time they get done a campaign they they do a Kickstarter for an animated series for each campaign once they done or once they're done with Vox Machina they can go to Mighty Nine. I mean honestly, if if Amazon picked them up for a second season, if the seasons do well enough, like Amazon may actually just request to keep doing that. True. Like, they might not necessarily have to do Kickstarters for it every time. Like, the Kickstarter was basically proof of concept. Like, hey, this many people are interested in watching this thing, which is enough for a company like Amazon to be like, okay, yeah, no. Like, if, if this is the viewership we're going to have, we'll we'll keep making these. Yeah. So. uh, But I guess that is probably going to be a show for this evening. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Drew, you got anything else? Nope. Uh, I, I, have, I have one quick thing. It's not super long at all. No, I said this was a show. It's not even adding to the show. It's just a request from the people who listened this far in. No one's gonna go watch your Twitch stream. No, I don't. I'm not asking. I'm not asking you to watch my Twitch stream. I'm asking you to go to, to uh, 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 
at B underscore Hornots on Twitter and vote on my poll of whether or not you guys want to see me continue to play Pokemon on stream or if I should return to my regular schedule of Metroidvania Mondays next week. Poll ends on Sunday. Can I add options to the poll? No. The last time I let people add options to the poll, I said, what cookies do you want for Christmas, excluding chocolate chip cookies? And everyone added chocolate chip cookies. So I don't let people add options to poll. Well, this poll is bullshit. I'm not voting in it. Why? Why? Because I don't like those options. I want a third option of chocolate chip cookies. No, it's, it's nothing to do with cookies. But please go to my twi- uh, Twitter and, and vote on my polls. Let me know what you guys would like to see on my Twitch channel. It's pinned no, to what the, is the Metroidvan- What is the Metroidvania game? It's going to be Ori. It says it in the uh, Twitter post. Oh, see, that's too much reading. I mean, it's not really. I don't see Ori in here. Uh, should Met- Should Monday bring back Metroidvania Monday with Ori... Or should I continue with Pokemon Legends Arceus? Yeah, that's the second paragraph. No one reads the second paragraph of the tweet. Come on, man. It's literally two sentences. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Come on now. Oh. Uh, but anyway, that's going to be it for this episode, PodQuest. If you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. But if you can't support us there with your dollars, you can always go to your favorite podcast platform, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help us a whole bunch. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And if you're interested, the next full session of bonus action will be going up for our patrons on Friday, as well as the just the next regular episode for patrons. And then next Monday will be the the first episode of session three. We'll we'll go live. <laughs> but other than that, uh, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.